Welcome to Couch to Coast, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coach. And we are live. We are live and loud and clear and not in nature. <laughs> We had a bit of a technical issue beforehand, so you didn't hear this. We were just saying, but I don't think we're cut out for this podcast in Milwaukee. We're going on a grand tour of the world with no technology. That's what we're going to do. It's going to be me and Rob in a camper van. The camper van will probably break down every every stop. Yeah, though, it? yeah. Uh, oh, man. So other than that, then, I mean, after your editing heroics last week, how have you been? <laughs> Yeah, not too bad. I say every time. I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, when you ask me how I've been, I always say, yeah, not too bad. Or, yeah, I'm good. Why did you come on? Been... I've been absolutely terrible. Just Yeah, I've been really good. Um, work's fine. Home life's fine. I'm going away this weekend. So we're at a family wedding. So well, all's good. All's good in the world. Going on the lash. Well... Apparently, I'm not 100% sure, apparently there might be a sneaky suspicion that there might be a free bar. Um, I don't know 100%. Yeah, it's an Irish wedding. Um, I've got a family living in Ireland. I'm going to Galway, going on the boat. Uh, first time I've taken the kids across. First time I've taken Laura across to are Ireland. You across. Are you going to bring them back, though? Well, it depends how they behave. And that's just Laura, not the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. I think... I haven't been to Ireland for years. I used to go quite often, quite, I go across quite often. I used to go across, and I, I can remember going across once and getting a penny flight, flying across for a penny. Um, but I haven't been across for years and years and years. I've got family across there that I go and see. And it's, I'm looking forward to going and, and, and seeing all the family. And, and we're all going in one big house. So me and my family, my sister and her family, my brother and his family, my mum and my stepdad, we're all going in this one big house in Galway. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. This sounds like carnage. Week before, it does sound week like before a race, Rob, are you sure? I know, it does sound like carnage, but I'll be sensible because I've got the kids. I'm the sensible one out of the whole family. And I don't they, I don't tend to drink much. If I do drink, I only have a few. Do any, so of, them, do any of them listen to the podcast? Uh, they do occasionally. They do occasionally, I think. Okay, if any of Rob's family are listening and Rob does fall off the wagon of being sensible <laughs> uh, s- send your photos into the instagram or facebook f- page i'm sure there'll be f- plenty of photos on facebook <laughs> anyway i'm sure there will be robert one o'clock in the morning down in a baby guinness or something <laughs> on the instagram well, page if you're in ireland you can't not can you i suppose i'm, I'm not a fan of guinness i'm a i'm a, I'm a side i'm a cider drinker so i like my ciders so i'm not really uh, i'm sure there'll be cider there some kind of form, I'm not sure. Boom, I think Bournemouth is Irish, I think. And other other ciders are available. Other ciders are available, yeah. Bournemouth, if you're listening to the podcast, I haven't said this for a while. Bournemouth, if you are listening to We're the podcast, podcast, you can no, sponsor stop. me. <laughs> you, can, you can come and sponsor me. <laughs> we don't want a running podcast sponsored by Bournemouth. <laughs> well, if they're willing to pay. Yeah, well. the, the price is getting higher, though, for our for our yeah. podcast because we're, you know, we're, we're global and we're popular. Yeah. In episode 16. Episode 16, episode, yeah. My favourite number, 16. Popular my in small David. circles, we are. We are pop, We are popular, very popular. I, it's really bizarre when I go some places, 
we've got a question from somebody who we're going to read out in a minute. And she saw me in Asda, and she was she she said hi like she I knew I do know her. But she said on a message that she feels like she's living our lives with us because she's <laughs> because she's listened to the podcast and she thinks you know thinks she knows me and you. I do know her from work. Um, but yeah, I'll come on to that in a minute because I've got a question for me. But it's really bizarre that you're walking around sometimes. And when I go to like, I went to the Whammy Park Run, uh, which is a local park run to me. And people were like, "Ah, oh, it's it's you, it's you, the podcast, listen to the podcast." I'm like, "Yeah, it's me." I don't know how I don't know how I'll behave. I'm like, "Do you want me to sign anything? Do you want to post it?" I'm not joking. I don't do that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I don't get that because the podcast is more popular in Stafford, obviously, with the uh, yeah. North Staffs and uh, Stoke Fit. So I'm yeah. sort of out. I'm out out of the way of it, really, which is good because like, I don't want to be swamped by people following <laughs> around. I need my privacy. Well, I- We'll have to have, you know, like uh, Miley Cyrus and Lady Gaga. They call their fans something. I can't remember what they're called, but I think Lady uh, Lady Gaga calls their fans monsters or something like that. We need to think of a name for our followers. What can we call them? The couches or the coaches or the couch to coaches? I don't know. Albatrosses. Albatrosses, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you are now listening to this podcast. You are now known as the Albatrosses. Hashtag Albatrosses. That's what we need to start doing. You have to get Rob's pose out if you're doing any yeah. races. If you've, never, if you've never seen my pose, it is literally arms stretched, thumbs up, and with a big green, greeny chin, a cheesy grin. Big greeny um, on your chin. A big greeny chin. I did it at Moami because we were taking photos because it was the fifth birthday of Whammy Parham, which is in Newcastle by me, and they did they were having photos and they did me, me pose. Uh, so I'm getting, getting it about a bit. Yeah, ha- hashtag the albatrosses. Let's get them out on the weekend at your park runs and uh, at Crew 10K coming up. Get your albatrosses out. Yeah, crew 10k is coming up. We'll, we'll talk about. We'll, what, shall we talk about NSR? Uh, well, shall we talk about North Staff Road Racers now? I think we should. North Staff Road Runners. Yeah. Insert, insert the jingle here. Ding ding ding. Get in. This episode of Couch to Coached is proudly brought to you in association with the North Staffordshire Road Racers Association, proudly promoting road running in the North Staffordshire region since 1974. Uh, yeah, so we've got crew 10k coming up. I thought I'd signed up hadn't <laughs> luckily kind of put something on the facebook page to say we've only got like 29 places left i messaged him to say i think i've signed up i'm not 100 sure can you check check for me apparently i hadn't so we had to sign up the problem is i'm gonna miss having a t-shirt and it was a really nice t-shirt i can remember speaking to ken about the t-shirt it's like man city blue uh, so i'm not gonna get a t-shirt so my task on the day man city blue you can have mine mate yeah, I'm, not, I'm sure yours won't probably fit me. I'm sure you're probably smaller than me. <laughs> but yeah, well, I'm looking forward to Crew 10K. It's um, quite, I think Ken said it's quite, is it, it's a two lap course one? Quite, yeah, it's two quite, laps. Fast, he might have said, good support. Yeah. You come through twice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, yeah. how many How many will it be for you for the, the league format? Races, it'd be third, third, third one. So I've done uh, Rougely, done Osage, and then yeah. yeah, this one crew. So this is your second, isn't it? Second, because I had to drop out of Rougely, but I don't think I'm dropping. Oh, I'm definitely not dropping out of this one, unless something, you know, touch wood happens in the next touch week. Wood, I don't, mean, don't, don't even tempt it. No, I'm in good shape. I uh, did a good session yesterday, um, which I think I'm going to drop in as workout of the week at some point. So brace yourselves. Oh, oh um, God. And yeah, feeling good, feeling good. We're going out for a nice little roast dinner after, aren't we? We are, yeah, yeah. So um, 
somewhere down Crew Way. It's supposed to be a really nice place. The Hand and Trumpet, I think it's called, if anybody knows it. Hand and Trumpet, if you listen Hand to the podcast Trumpet. again, you can sponsor the podcast. Or just give us a free lunch after, if you or want. Just, yeah, let's give us a free lunch. I'm just looking at the leagues now. You are just below mid-table, even with your 50 points. Yeah. So I mean, with another 50 points, oi, oi, um, oi. I think... Back, back in the mix, if I can get them, if I get them in the bag, yeah. my average will be 100, you know. I'm eighth. I'm eighth in my league. Surveying the land. Surveying the land, yeah. Not just not quite mid-table, but I am eighth. Picking off uh, the prey. Yeah. I think what, what Rich said yesterday, it, yesterday, last week about me, just in the race. <laughs> I'm not sure if you heard this bit, Ben. <laughs> you were in and out of the... I didn't hear right? anything <laughs> last week, to be fair. And Rich, if you're listening, whilst I've got your attention and you can actually hear me, I apologise for the shoddy interview last week by myself, but... Um, <laughs> It, it was a very. I actually listened to last week's episode in the car on the drive from Rachel's parents to the the Cotswolds. Uh, really, really good episode. Absolutely loved it. It was. It was, and we've had a lot of good feedback from it. So it's yeah. something that we need to definitely explore. But yeah, so eighth in the table. Looking at what's going on, just surveying the land. I've got plenty of time yet, so I'm not panicking. Uh, I think there's quite a few of us running from Stoke Fit, the Crew 10K. I think there's quite a few in my group that are running. Um, so it's going to be a good day, and you can feel what I feel sometimes when I see people listening to the podcast. You can you can you can find that vibe when you come to Crew Ten K. Well, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because again, as I say, when I was at Old Sage, I felt really welcomed by the Stoke Fit lot. That Stoke Fit T-shirt's been uh, stashed away in the drawer, ready for me to uh, put it back on. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've got one of my coached runners coming as well. Uh, oh yeah. A, a guy called Terry, I think he listens to this uh, podcast. Yeah. He messaged me and said, are you doing crew? I've heard it on the podcast. Um, it'll be his first actual race, I think. He's never done an actual event. And that fits in quite nicely with some of the questions we've got coming up. It does. Um, it does, yeah. So Terry, Terry Stafford, shout out to him. I was going to say, Terry uh, Stafford's in the Strava League. I was, yeah. I was going to say his name, Terry Stafford. Yes, so he's, he messaged me just before we came on to do the recording. And he is... Uh, coming to crew, so I'll be looking forward to seeing him as well. Um, mm. And the Stoke Fit lot uh, should be a nice Easter weekend. That yeah, it will be Easter eggs for all the runners. Apparently, I heard. I know. See, I was about to say that on Facebook. There's a picture on Facebook of all the Easter eggs. So um, incentive to finish quick in case they run out. Chocolate always tastes nicer when it's in an egg form. I've I've been told and I've heard and I, I believe is uh, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure myself, but it definitely does. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I think it'll be a nice, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it, a nice run, hopefully the weather's a bit better, uh, Easter weekend, everyone's feeling happy, can go and mm-hmm. deserve their chocolates after, and uh, catch yeah. up with a few people, be good. Yeah, and then we've got you talks to half after, we need to make sure we're signed up for that. Well, when's that? I think that's a couple of weeks after, I think, oh. I think it's like, um, Two weeks after or three weeks after, I might be wrong. I'm probably out I of that one. I, oh, yeah. yeah, I've got Birmingham off. Oh, yeah, of course. 7th yeah. of May. So that's a, yeah. that's a biggie one for me. So once I've got Birmingham out of the way, I think I'll be focused on the uh, North Stas Roadrunners and, and trying to make sure I'm entering those to get my 12 races in yeah. as and when time comes. I, I think I'll be doing it. I think I'll sign up for the Utah to off. Pot- keep people get keep people guessing. Is Potter's off on the fixture list? I don't think it is, is it? No, it's not, no. So that's in June, June the eleventh, yeah. I think. Um but I've signed up for that. 
um, but it's not in the fixture list. What Ken was saying is, because it's quite a popular race anyway, people sign up for it. What he tends to do is he tries to keep the local races yeah, the that local races. are run by the running clubs to uh, keep them in the fixture list. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm looking forward to Potter's off and try and get other people signed up. Somebody contacted me. Well, not contacted me. I spoke to him on Facebook and I gave him the link to his podcast. And he was saying he's thinking of stepping up to um, half marathon. Mike, if you're listening, uh, and he's thinking about stepping up and says Potter's off is a good one, even though it's a, it's an it is a hard course. It's a it's a decent one because it is well very well supported. So. Wasn't it finishing Heartbreak Hill? Is that what you called it around there? Well, it doesn't finish an heartbreak kill. It's mile, I would say mile 11, mile 12. So you've got a mile after. Um, so you've done all your running and you're thinking, oh, that's it. If you don't know the course at all, you're running up and you turn the corner, it's just there in front of you. That's where I, I live at the top of there. So it is a killer. Is it a case of what goes up must come down or does it just keep you on the flat at the top? It, go, it comes down a little bit and then a little bit of more of an in, a bit more of an incline then it goes back down into, into the town centre and that's where it's downhill. Not massively downhill, but you've got a massive crowd, um, which is really nice. And then you start, you, st- you finish where you started as well, almost. Is it 11th of June? Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's a good race. It is a good race. If I'm about, I might have a look at it. I, I think I've got, yeah. got a busy June, a couple of things on in June, holidays-wise. But I think mm. if, if I'm about, I'll have a look at it. Re- yeah. Relieve Dave Wallace of his pacing duties and see if I can drag you to a 130. Oh my. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll even get on to two hours of boys are. Yeah, but it's it'd be good... more fun for me if I'm watching you do that, right? <laughs> but yeah, you'll be dragging. You'll literally you'll be dragging me around as well. <laughs> me and Dave Wallace pacing will have an arm each. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dragging me literally. But yeah, I've got a couple more races signed up for Killer Mile. Have you ever heard of the Killer Mile? Uh, is this Mad Cop? Is that what it's called? Mad Cop, yeah, Mal Cop. It is, it's, it may as well be called right, Mal end, end well dressing or whatever it's called that you're on about last <laughs> end, week. End, what, why, end is it, well why is it round there you have to give all the races funny names? Why can't it just be the Stoke half or the Stafford half? Well, it, you did have the Staffords <laughs> half, but yeah. they all have well, it's peculiar end, names. End and well, end and, it's an end and well dressing 5K. Um, that's what we signed up for at Stoke Fit. So if you're a member of Stoke Fit, you get 50% off as well. So I think it works out like six quid for, for the for the race and you get a medal as well. And then I signed up for Malcop Killer Mile, which is a killer. It is literally all up. When's that? And, um, I think it's in May. Uh, it's in a midweek. It's on a Wednesday. Um, might be a Thursday, actually. So we'll have to rearrange the podcast potentially. But it's... Um, Come over and do it on the on the on the morning. Yeah, I was I was thinking you could we could do that, but it's a, it is a good it's a good it's a nice race. It's only it's only short. It's a mile, literally a mile, but it is uphill all the way, so it is a killer. Mm, I'll have a think about that. I think it's uh, it's it's appealing a mile, a killer mile. Yeah, yeah. You can just all out just go for it, but then you get to the top and you. You're absolutely. Uh, people say you taste blood. Oh, it's finished. one of them, is it? Yeah, I did. I've done it. I've done it once. I did it years and years and years ago. I wasn't training for anything. I did it for the football team that my lad was playing for. Bradley was playing for, and we all did it. And I got to the top, and I literally did taste blood. It's one of them where right. you get, you can hear your pulse and you can taste your blood. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That is a lot then. But it is good. It is a good race. If anybody's interested, sign up for that. But uh, that's not NSRRA, but um, Crew 10K is, Utoxter Arthurs, and we're going to get Ken back on, hopefully, 
well, probably after he talks to half, he can talk to us about night and he can talk to us about crew and he can talk to us about he talks to half. And, and we'll have a, a bit of a better idea as to what, what the, the leagues are shaping up like for promotion. Yeah. We'll ask him the important yeah. questions again. Is Rob yeah. getting promoted? Well, it's there's more people in my group I've seen. There's people. It's keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the, there's, the competition is getting harder and harder and harder. So it's um, going to be interesting one. That's for sure. Interesting one. Have we got a question? We have got a question. It comes in two forms. Um, oh, what's so, two forms? Spoken two and form- interpretive dance. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> well, it comes in two questions. I mean, two, two questions. Oh, so we're the dancing part. <laughs> so we've got the first question. I'll read out the, the message that I got on Instagram from Beth. So it's Beth and Blair, Bethany Blair. Sorry, hello, me again. She sent a question a couple of a couple of episodes ago. Still here, trying this running thing. Sorry for the questions, but you started a podcast, even though you got yourself to blame. Very true. Very true. <laughs> So I've been running 10K, uh, doing about eight minutes per kilometre. She's got a race coming up uh, on Sunday, the Sunday coming. I know it's slow, but I'm getting there. My only problem is my run is on Sunday, and I'm myself thinking I'll be the slowest runner. Do you think I will be? Are there people who walk? She's doing an Andrew Yeah, yeah. I've never done anything like this, so I've not got no clue whether it's pros, uh, professionals, or just people like me. Someone's got to be last, I suppose. So, and she put on the end, that's all. Thanks. P.S. Proper love the podcast, hence why I was like, hi, at Asda. Like, you're my best pal then, realising we are not me. You speak every day. <laughs> but, but I feel like I'm part of your lives, yours and Ben's lives. And I say it's a really good question because people will be getting anxious if it's their first ever run. And I, I can remember my first ever run. Uh, I did 7.5 kilometres. at uh, It was Blackpool. So I drove all the way to Blackpool, went on my own. It was like a night run. You run through the lights. I've always said I've always wanted to do that because it was, it was when the lights were being switched on. And I was anxious about doing it because I was thinking, am I going to be last? Am I going to be running with professionals? And then I'll end up there, run like a, a really fast race. And then about 15, 20 minutes later, there's me ambling along, coming along. So it is a real genuine anxiety for people. Um, but my response to the question was, it's very unlikely that you are going to be the slowest runner. If you're doing eight minute mile, eight minute, eight kilometer miles, eight, whatever. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. If you're doing it at that pace, that isn't slow. That is, that's, that's average, I would say, for, for most runners in within a, within a race. She's doing nine tweets, nine tweets, 10K. I don't know how many people run that. I've never run it before, but I would, I would say to her, just run, I said to her, just run your own race. Don't worry about anybody else. If you are last, you're last. It's not a massive issue. Um, but just run your own race. And I think that's what I would tell myself now if I, I was looking back at myself. But I think it was about three and a half years ago. Just run your own race. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of those, isn't it? I think running for me, depending upon what you're aim is your goal it, it all boils down to the same thing and a lot of the time it's about putting yourself into or taking yourself out of your comfort zone so mm-hmm. if you're looking at it from um is it bethany bethan yeah if we're looking bethany. at it from bethany's point of view it might just be about finishing the race that might be the only goal and yeah. that is putting yourself out your comfort zone it's your first race and it's 
finishing. And I think if she's done the training, which it sounds like she's doing, regardless of time, um, I think she'll finish the race. Yeah. Obviously, then you could take it to the next level. And once she's done the race for the first time, she might set herself a benchmark and think, next time I want to go and beat that time. And then that's where you again take it and put yourself out of your comfort zone. And you're then training to get a particular time. And then as as you do that more and more, your training becomes a, a, a process of getting comfortable at being uncomfortable which we've spoken about a lot on the show before so one step at a time bethany i think you're doing an amazing job because you've started running and i think when we started this podcast you were coming back from having a child getting back into Mm -hmm. or starting running and if we're looking at episode 16 now and we've been doing this since november and you're still contacting us and still showing a love of running you've done the hard part um, and I think your races this weekend, you're nervous because you've put a lot of work in and obviously you're nervous because it means a lot to you. But I've said this to you before, Rob, I think you shouldn't really, you, all jokes aside when we say, oh, we're going to go to crew and we're going to get 50 points and stuff like that. That's a bit of a bravado. It's a bit of banter for this show. Um but you should never really go into a race feeling overconfident because if you do that, you're not bracing yourself for the event and you could underestimate it. And whether it's your first 5K, your first 10K, your first half marathon, don't underestimate the distance, give it the respect, but know that you've done the training and trust the fact that you've done it. You should be able to go and finish. But nerves, Bethany, is completely understandable um, and they will dissipate as... Dissipate? Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Hold on. That'll dissipate <laughs> as we get closer to the event, and I'll leave it yeah. at that. I, I, I completely agree. Uh, anxiety, I, I I get anxious before a run, uh, before a race more so than a run. Yeah. Um, with Stafford, I was absolutely, and Bethany says, I was absolutely papping my pants <laughs> because I'd put so much effort in and I'd talked about it on the podcast and I was saying my ambition is to get under two hours and obviously... I'd be letting all the, I felt like I'd be letting you down as a coach and letting the listeners down if yeah. I didn't get the two hours. And although it would be a good story to tell if I didn't get it, what can I get next? But anxiety is a good is is a good thing in small in small bits. It keeps you focused. It keeps you it keeps it you focused on the on the goal ahead and what you want to get. If if you go into a race and you are overconfident, I know people that are overconfident with things with running and other things, and sometimes they fall flat on the face. And then they've got to pick themselves back up, yeah. brush themselves down, and start again. Totally. Whereas if you if you if you set yourself a goal and you and because I'm I know people that are, are doing things like marathons that don't want to tell you the time they're going for because if they don't get it, at least it's only them that knows what they wanted to get. Because I with 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 the, the with London Marathon, I, can, I only told a handful of people that what what time I wanted to get under. I wanted to get under five hours just in case I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, and it's not all about times anyway. Like you say, you've started running, you're doing it now. No matter what time you get, no matter how where you come position-wise, you've ran that race. Nobody can take that away from you. You've ran that race. Yeah. I, I did under five hours at London Marathon. Ideally, I wanted to get faster, but nobody can take the fact away that I've ran London Marathon or no. I've ran a two-hour, sub-two-hour half marathon. So you, whatever you do, 
you're doing it anyway. And you won't be the only person running that race for the first time. Um, no. you, you will you will find many people there doing their first ever run and they might actually have done their first ever run and probably for circumstance or just because, you know, one of the mates has bet them to go and do a 10K, they've probably got less yeah. training in them yeah. than what you have. You just got to trust yourself and trust the process of the fact that you've put the work in and by all accounts, you've been training really well. Um, you're motivated and uh, just go and enjoy it is the main thing. And then obviously, once you've done that, you can, you know, get in touch with us if you want and have a look at what your next target should be. And hopefully yeah. you can continue to enjoy your running afterwards as well. Yeah, I did say to her as well that it'd be likely people, I know people that run like 10Ks or half marathons or whatever, doing jeffing, something called jeffing. Yeah, so they walk totally. a little bit, run a little bit. And that isn't, that's fine as well. If you walk the whole thing, people in Potter's Half, there's a separate bit where people just walk the Potter's Half. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit short notice now, but I'd be interested to see whether she's done any park runs because um, mm. one of the things you could do if you are anxious about a particular race and it's something I do with a lot of my coach runners is the week before a big race if they've got the time I'll send them off to do a park run because they can focus on the park run um, yeah. a little bit the week before uh, it just sort of distracts them away from the bigger event um, yeah. but yeah it, this is the first step and it's all part of b- building experience before you yeah. set yourself some new goals and new challenges, but don't don't um, forget to enjoy the moment. That's it. Absolutely, I completely agree with you. And she followed that question up. She was a question machine. Um, she's got more questions. I've only, only got time for one, Rob. I know. You, but you she said in the listeners three weeks ago and said was only going to. I know. Question. But this is this is this is still part of the question, but a second entity of the question. Is this because she bribed you in one of the aisles in Asda? And said, <laughs> yeah. I'll buy that box of chocolates, Rob, if you uh, ask me to. <laughs> it is a, it's a really good question, Go on, though. It's a really on. good question. So, so she says, say you've signed up for a half marathon. If you train and run 10 or 11 miles, but never more, is that enough if you should do the amount, or should you do the amount that you're running? So she's, she says, only asking because I've been rubbing eight to, ten, eight to nine kilometers, but never done 10 kilometers. So is it enough? to do underneath what you need to do in your race. Yeah, um, it, it totally is. I think um, what I would say really is, again, it's down to perspective of what you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to achieve just a, a, a finish of the distance, um, I think you can, if you let's say training for a half marathon, you could get up to 10, 11 miles. If you're training for a 10K, you could get up to four or five miles because what you will experience is if you go into it with a bit of nervous energy, uh, energy that produces adrenaline. Also, you've got yeah. like the support from the crowds that you will get and the day itself, you will carry yourself through that last couple of kilometers or that last mile or two. So I don't think necessarily you need to uh, get yourself up to the distance because otherwise, if the, the aim is to complete a 10K and you complete a 10K in training, what's the point in the actual target of completing a 10K on a race day? Very true. If you're looking to do it for time, like a speed-specific target, there's some theory in to say if you're training for a half marathon in a certain particular time, like my, my half marathon, for instance, is around about one hour 20 i did cambridge one hour 20 45 but a sunday long run for me is all about time on my feet so i'll run for an hour and a half on a sunday 
it's longer than the time I'll spend running in a half marathon, but it's at a lot slower pace. So if you are going to, you know, make a step from 10k to half marathon, I think it's all about time on feet rather than distance. Um, mm. And one of the things you can do is you can train over the time or the distance in which you potentially would be running in your particular race just to build up that aerobic endurance, that confidence that you can run the distance. And then within your weekly training, you can focus on speed, which will bring your time down over the shorter distance or your race target. So it's it's all about your goal, really, what, what the aim is. Um, and again, if there's any questions that follow up on that, just reach out to us, but it's, it's all goal related. Yeah. Yeah. I was like with a marathon when I did London marathon. Did I tell you, I'm talking about London marathon a lot. Did I tell you I ran a London marathon? Did you? (laughs) When I, yeah, when, uh, when I was training for the marathon, I I never did 26 miles. I think the most I did was 20. Um, because like I say, you're training to do 26 miles and if you've never done it before what's we you, you want to leave that till the day i, I would think yeah uh, obviously that's no not not coaching head on that's my own personal head on that i would think to myself well okay then if i've done 26 miles there's no point really running london marathon all there is so yeah really good advice um and if you've got any more questions please do send them to us beth uh, we will happily answer them yeah, I'd, one thing I'd add to it, really, I think in in terms of um, y- your um, training, uh, a large part of it is obviously the physiological adaptations that you want to get from training, but you, you can't underestimate and you should reserve some time for the confidence side of it. So, you know, Rob said about his marathon a marathon's 26.2 miles he ran up to 20 but we took him up to 20 a couple of times because what you try and do is you try and dedicate some of your training block to confidence this is why we do the sessions the workouts of the weeks because we run faster than our target pace because sometimes what we want is a nice psychological boost like i feel really good about my running at the moment ahead of crew next week because i managed to get a really good session in the bag yesterday and it's a question I'm asked quite a lot is I went out for a run today and it was really bad, but out of the five times a week that I run, I would say at least two of those runs are absolutely terrible. I feel awful on the run, during the run, after the run. And that could be because of poor sleep and accumulation of poor sleep. I'm really busy at the moment. So I'm feeling a bit more stressed than I would and that impacts on you. So every now and then you've got to dedicate a run to confidence and that might be a nice, easy run, but, it's a confidence booster and it could be longer than your distance that you're planning to race for but use it as a confidence boost so training physiological and confidence is really important so try and get the right blend of that in your training plans if you're doing them yourself yeah really good question really good answer again cracking people have got if people have got questions please do send them in we are wanting more questions we are doing one question per week now so well apart from this week we're doing two but if you have got any questions please do let us know the, the questions either send them through instagram directly to me or to ben or to the couch to coached instagram or you can send it to couch to coached at outlook.com via facebook we're on couch to coached at couch to coached tiktok youtube we're on youtube now so if you've got any if you want to listen to the watch the videos watch put a face to their voice you can do we're all over the place now or you can ask robin oil three at asda (laughs) yeah yeah very true very true (laughs) still to come on this episode of the couch to coach running podcast 
it's supposed to on a Garmin tell you whether you're peaking and all the all the times I had my Garmin I don't think it ever told me I was peaking did I PB at times yes but I was never peaking so how's that possible you started me off Rob you started uh, <laughs> five minutes mate you started me off <laughs> The Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Cows to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. Let's do Strava League. Let's do the so, Strava League. Strava League. I, I look, I mean, before we go through it, I absolutely love what? to look at the Strava League at the moment. Every time we go in, I see a new name. I see yeah. new, new animals at the end of people's names. I see <laughs> different emojis. Uh, you get an idea of what club people are running for by the colours that they've put at the end of it. Um, yeah. It's really interesting. It's, it's always different names within the board itself. Yeah. And the top three is constantly moving now. Uh, which yeah. is which is good. So should we get, in, get into it? 76, 76 runners we've got now. Yeah, so we've gone up cracking, again. It's cracking stuff. We've gone up since I last. I looked at it yesterday. I'm sure it's gone up by about four since yesterday. I mean, I'm happy because yeah. it's the first time I've actually made the top ten for a while at this point <laughs> in the show. Um, so I'm proud of myself. <laughs> so top top three is a top four this time because two people have run the same distance from the Monday to Sunday last week. Um, so it's top four. So we've got in, in th- joint third position, we've got Alicia Gilbert with 53.9 miles and Karen Sales with 53.9 miles. Karen's so well new, done she? to both. She's new, but we, she, she's got on last week. If you can remember, she we talked did. about it last week. She's a stone marathon master. She's a bat. She is. No offense, she is a bat. She's a bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got in second... Your mate, Penny Massey. Penny, I, t- I told, yeah. I told you, she's going to cause some yeah. damage. Yeah, so she's training for London. She she reached out to us and told us she's she run, she's running London. She's doing it for the twelfth time. Wow, I believe, amazing, absolutely amazing. So well done, Penny, for fifty nine miles in second and top of the shop with fifty nine point eight miles. She's back. No, Robin Williamson. Another bat. We've got two bats yeah. in the top so three. Yeah, we've got two bats. Yeah, so Robin Williamson with 59.8 miles. So, well done to Robin. So, another stone master. Stone marathon. master marathon is taking over. They are. They're dear, taking over. Dear. We need to get some stoke fitties in there. We do. It's not going to be, it's not going to be me because I'm not doing as many miles this this uh, this time of year. Bring, um, bring back the coach challenge to get Rob top of the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With um, this week, so Monday to Thursday, it's an all-female top three. Uh, I think that's the first time we've had an all-female top three. You've well, you've done well. You've come ninth, so you've got in the top ten. So well done to you. I was fourth yesterday. Well, you've got to keep on top of it. Um, so in third position, again, Karen Sales, Karen. 19.9 miles. Karen the Bat. Karen the Bat. Second, we've got Penny Massey. With 25.3 miles. So well done, Penny. And then in first position, 
at the moment is Alicia Gilbert with 26 miles. I mean, it's good to see three women at the top of the board, right? Mm, That's cracking. It is. Some good distances at this point in the week. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to see... I'm 34th in the league with 6.9 miles. I haven't done my run today, so I'm going to do it in that, a bit. Oh Tell you what, that that gets the taste buds going for a bit of a race, doesn't it, eh? I know. Alicia Gilbert yeah. and Penny at the top. I mean, that would yeah. be an interesting race, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can set that up, Rob. <laughs> Let's see if we can set it up, get a bit of competition. I mean, a couple of shout-outs on the leaderboard uh, for, the, for me this week. Uh, Go on. We've got two two Gator ACs on there, making the leaderboard look pretty with a couple of alligators in the board. Sam Thompson and Christian Prince. Christian Prince, yeah. And then I'm I'm happy to see Paul Hall back on the leaderboard. Yeah, so he's 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 had a, a bit of a break with his running, so he's back on. So he's got 15 miles. Just I think he did not nine and twenty. Paul, he did. Yeah, yeah well, at nine and twenty, looking good in yeah. uh, Group B at the moment for, yeah. for Paul. Definitely. Is, is he doing crew? Do you know? Uh, I haven't seen him for a while at the Paul, club, so I'm not entirely sure. Paul, let us know if you're doing crew, mate. Um, yeah, he's fourth in the group fourth. at the minute. He's doing really well. Cracking stuff, but it's looking good, isn't it? The leaderboard at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it is. So we've got 76 runners up to now. We've got 505 miles. Up until Thursday, so again another great distance that we're covering. Um, so if people are wanting to join the Strava leaderboard, if you're listening and you haven't already done so, just go onto Strava and search for Couch to Coach to Podcast Run Club, um, and you might be on the Strava leaderboard. We'll have hundred runners week. in there by Christmas. I'm hoping so. Yeah. I'm hoping so. Been awesome, be good. Mm, definitely. Cracking stuff. And we put things on there, so like workout of the week goes on there. So if workout you're interested, workout of the week, workout of the week, uh, that goes on there. And we occasionally do shout outs if we've had races, and we we we'll, I haven't done for a while, but I'm going to start again putting the, the leaderboard on there. I didn't do it last week or the week before, but I will start doing that again. So we'll have a big week of shout a week of shout outs next week or the week after once we've done crew. I think mm. that'll be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. if, if anybody wants to give a shout out to anybody so you're listening and you think to yourself that you're really impressed with somebody's running or somebody's effort or somebody's they've got a PB and they don't want to sing them their own praises you can get in contact with us and say can you give such a such a shout out I want to we'll... give a shout out go on it's, it's, it's more of a checking, on, checking in on someone okay Dave <laughs> don't mention Dave. I knew you were going to. I knew you were going to mention an, I know he's an avid listener of the show. Our mate Dave. Not Dave, not Dave Wallace, but Dave uh, Morton. Our mate Dave Morton. He's an avid listener of the show. Um, <laughs> since his big week the other week, he's. I mean, he's still about because he messages us about football in being a, an Arsenal <laughs> fan. Uh, yeah. And you being a Man City fan. And he likes to give me a bit of grief because I'm a Villa fan. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why he's always thinking about the villa. Um, <laughs> but I haven't seen him running for a while, Rob. So I just want to give a shout out to Dave. Just ease in my thoughts. Um, and hopefully we'll see him running again soon. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Yeah. I'll stick up for you, Dave. Don't worry. We'll sh- I'm sure he'll be out there somewhere running. Nice one, Dave. I bet he's, he's, hi- I bet he's hiding his, his, um, his runs now. Probably. <laughs> so he's so he's, he's them and he's going he's gonna to unhide them at the end of the year and he's done about yeah. 10,000 miles for the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, we're going to get Dave on the show. Um, he's going to come and talk to us, isn't he, hopefully? Um, 
That'll be a, that'll be a fun episode. It um, will be in, it will within be. a serious week of conversation. Um, yeah. But we'll get him on. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Should we move on to the next feature? My favourite feature yeah. of the show. Yeah. Couch reads. Couch reads. Insert couchy jingle. It's my turn this turn this time. And guess where I'm getting the the reading from? Um, the Sunday Times. No, not quite. Um, let's go for Runners World. Yes, Runners World. <laughs> uh, I found an old copy, so it's November 2022. Oh, so it's a couple of months ago. But I found this one. I found this one really interesting, actually, because I get frustrated with this, and um, it's about your watch. So you know your watches that you wear that that track your mileage and looks at your workouts and things like that. So it says, "Watch unlearn." Is it time you stop listening to your watch's recovery advice? Yes. You may have had to remortgage your flat to pay for your new smartwatch, smartwatch, but that doesn't mean it knows how much recovery you need. A new study suggests the watch's estimates have have some fundamental flaws. Mostly that it overvalues duration and undervalues intensity. That's why your watch tends to recommend 48 hours of recovery after a relatively undemanding 90-minute run, but wants you up and at it again in the morning after a tough but short interval session. Consequently, the study's research has concluded that existing training load metrics should be used and interpreted with caution until their validity has been demonstrated. And another thing that really bugs me about... Oh, we'll start timing, start timing. <laughs> another thing that really bugs me is when you're out running... And you're doing a run, and it doesn't. It says um, something around minus two on your um, yeah. fitness or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I I love a gadget. Yeah. Right? I love a gadget. So having a running watch for me, I wear my running watch daily. And I yeah. think one of the things you've got to look at in terms of the running watches, if you are going to look at that data, which I think is a load of nonsense, by the way, we'll just put that straight out there. If, if it's going to have any value, you have to wear the watch all the time. And that's yeah. through sleep, through daily rest, daily activity. You're running everything the lot. Because what it's basically doing is taking an, an, an assessment over a period of time of your heart rate, your stress scores that they supposedly can handle or calculate. I like it because it it gives you something. Every, but yeah. it... it I think it can cause more harm than good because with a Garmin, it does that thing where you're running along and it tells you, you know, you could be feeling great all of a sudden. It's a minus two. Yeah. And what it's doing is it's taking your heart rate, your pace, um, and, and, and it's telling you how you are performing on a given run. The thing that yeah. used to annoy me is I'll come out of my front door and I have a slight incline it's the start of a run. My heart rate is going to be quite elevated because I've started running uphill. The pace is going to be low because I've just started my run. And it used to tell me every single run, no matter how I was feeling, like I was a minus three. <laughs> it's not it, It's not productive. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, and that's what it says, you're non, being non-productive, and that's what it says to yeah. you, isn't it? That you, <laughs> that I mean, be what, productive or not. What I think it is good for is... On the Garmin watches, they and and I wear a Coros watch now. I've still got a Garmin for sale anyway. I was going to say, I've never <laughs> still got that for sale. <laughs> they basically are very good at telling you, I guess, how much of a weekly split you've done as a hard workout and, a, and, a, and an easy workout. So one of yeah. the things we talk about quite a lot on the show is the 80-20 split. 
the easy running and the hard running. And I think you can get a good understanding of what your loading has been like. But the thing about whether you're unproductive, productive, maintaining, it's supposed to on a Garmin tell you whether you're peaking. And all the all the times I had my Garmin, I don't think it ever told me I was peaking. Did I PB at times? Yes. But I was never peaking. So how is that possible? You've started me off, Rob. You've started, uh, it's, it's <laughs> five minutes, mate. You've started me off. I, 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 I love my watch. I'm not wearing it at the moment just purely because it's on charge. Uh, and that's the only downside to me. You have to charge them up. But I love wearing my watch because clearly it tells you the time. So obviously you need to wear it anyway. But it monitors your heart rate, monitors your sleep, and it calculates things. And um, But then you have to take things with a pinch of salt. Like you say, when I, I can remember running, I think it was after London Marathon, it told me that I had to rest for like 14 days. And I was like, okay, well, well I was going to rest for anyway, but not for 14 days. But then you go out for a run and it's quite an intense run. And it turns around and says, oh, you're going to rest for another 12 hours or something like that. So it does, it does miscalculate sometimes. And I think like it says in there, it needs to be taken with a pinch of salt until it's yeah. more accurate. But it's there to just give you a guide. Yeah. And if you didn't have that... Because I, I don't know how people used to run without watches and out without Strava. Because how can you brag about it? <laughs> how can we do Strava league? There's that meme, is it? Now, if I if I collapse in the in a race, make sure you stop my Garmin or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think people yeah. do like now. We we are data led. We yeah. like Strava. We like to see our times. We like to brag about our times. We like to hide our times when we're not doing so many miles, Dave. Um, we <laughs> we make sure that we are data led. But yeah. you know we over we overcomplicate running. It is yeah. easy running, eighty percent of the time, and it's hard running, one two sessions a week, depending on your mileage, and it's resting, recovering. Yeah. Go back to the Adam Burgess episode to find out details about rest and recovery and how you should be doing it. And if you do all those things right, you should turn up at a race feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. Have you got your Garmin's on charge right now? Yeah. Have you ever looked at the bit that tells you about what your race times should be? Yeah. How yeah. accurate are they? Pretty accurate, to be fair. Now, um, not the marathon. I think the marathon, they predicted that I should run it in like four hours, 20 yeah. or something, I think. But um, other ones are pretty accurate, really. Um, I mean, what I, about you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at mine now. So... My marathon time projected on here is three hours and eight minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah. I've I've only my last marathon was a good couple of years ago and it was three hours ten. So I'd like to think I'd be close to that. My half marathon time it's telling me one nineteen fifty two. So I've always my aim is to try and get under one twenty. My ten K, oh watch out those running crew. I'm going through in thirty six oh six apparently. <laughs> uh, my, my pb is 37 minutes and 33 seconds so that's telling me i'm a, a whole minute quicker it it's nice to look at it and get a bit of a confidence boost from it because yeah. i do wear my watch all the time i do do my workouts i do work hard i do train i like to think correctly and this is telling me that i've got some good times coming up what it yeah. can serve to do is to really kick you when you're down if you go to crew and if I go to crew and I, you know, I, I really struggle and I'll come out with a 38 minutes or something, for me, yeah. I'd be disappointed because I should, in my mind, be running a bit quicker. And Gar- and, and Coros is telling me I should be doing a 36 minutes. Do I get rid of my Coros? No. Yeah. 
on Strava, mine says my 1K should be 4.16. My 5K should be 24.27, which is quite accurate. My 10K should be 50.14, which again is very accurate. But then he goes up to a half marathon, should be 2 hours 16, which I've just ran a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Sub two hours half marathon. I think so it's we... quite good at predicting the shorter distances, and I don't know the yeah. science behind it, but I think it's one of those over a period of time, the more you wear the watch and the more you gather as much data, like the bigger data sample it takes, the more accurate I think it possibly will get. But yeah. it it's like you know, it, it, it's it's got so much data that it's very hard for it to get it wrong because if you're churning out runs and you're marking them as races on your calendars and you're doing 10Ks every couple of weeks, it gets a good understanding of what your time is. So it yeah. would probably serve right that like your marathon times and your half marathon times are a little bit inaccurate because it doesn't know how what you're capable of. And how often you do that. And how often you do it. So I think it's they're great. I mean, you don't have to spend the earth to get a decent watch, but I think you could, you, you can take it with a pinch of salt, as you say. Mm. That's a good read, I, that was. It is a good read. Last thing before, I know we've gone over five minutes, but I think it would make, I think it makes your life easier from a coach point of view, but from also for a runner point of view, because you send via training peaks, me, the workout, and I just have to look at my watch and keep it in the green. Yeah. pacey. And that's what I like about the watch is that I can just go out and I don't have to think about it. Because when I was doing me, 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 before I was doing the training for London, I would have to work it out to me and Ed Riney to do this, do that, and do the other. Whereas you can send it straight to me via training peaks yeah. and it calculates for you. So you just you have to follow the watch. I mean, don't get me wrong, like having a running watch and a GPS watch in particular is an absolute must for me if you're going to yeah. take your training half seriously because it's a great training aid how can you get specificity in your in your training if you don't know what you're running paces on any given run you have to have an element of specificity in your training so if you're training for a one hour 20 half marathon you have to know that that translates to about 605 per mile i need to run a portion of my running at 605 per mile so you you need that training aid all the stuff about recovery or you shouldn't run for another 24 hours or 48 hours after a hard effort, or your predicted times is this and this. It needs to be taken with a pinch of salt. Um, but yeah, I, I think I couldn't do without my watch, to be fair. That's why I've got no. two. Trying, trying to cover the dog one. If anyone's out there, got a Garmin 6, Phoenix. No, should we move on? <laughs> Yeah, moving on. We've we've massively got over eight five minutes. I think we're on. It's a good end. subject though, isn't it? To be fair, it is. I think it's, yeah, it's all good. runners have a watch, and it's that way of telling if if you are a runner. You know yeah. that tan line in the summer when you take your watch off to <laughs> charge it off. Oh, yeah. left me watch on oh, charge. Amanda Amanda Kelly, <laughs> just just off off topic really. Well, it isn't off topic. Amanda Kelly and James Tutton have gone on holiday on crew on a cruise, and they got all dressed up for. Um, it was like captain's dinner or something like that, and somebody put on this on the comments, still wearing your Garmin, I think, <laughs> which is ultra the dress up in like a really nice outfit. I'm the same though. When Santa appeared, oh, say, we son, know that Santa's a runner. Santa, yeah, when Santa appeared at my son's um, school, he was wearing a Garmin as well. So yeah, it's it is interesting. <laughs> Are you interested in hiring a personal running coach? If so, please visit www.benrusselfitnesscoach.co.uk or head over to Instagram and Facebook at Ben Russell Fitness Coach for more details. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much. Anyway, talking about workouts, talking about 
monitor my workouts. Let's talk about my workout week. Workout week. This is couch to coach, right? It is couch to coach, yeah. So where to start with this one? The workout of the week was the pyramid variation. It was. Um, yeah, we briefly which, talked about that last week. What I'm really pleased about is I've actually seen a few of our listeners sharing that they've done workout of the week and the response to it was really well and everyone was giving me this sort of same sort of feedback it was a really tough but enjoyable workout how did you get on with it how did you find it it was good i enjoyed it it was not it was it was like i say it helps when you've got that right this is what pace you need to run at and i was able to keep the pace The, the last one and i think i mentioned it last week the mile where it was really intense really high pace so like yeah. sprinting pretty much i think i struggled to get to that pace and by the time i thought to myself i need to get a bit faster the minute was over but it was hard don't get me wrong enjoyable absolutely enjoyable and that's what i said i've said before in the past i really enjoy these workouts um, yeah because it's a bit different than just going out and just running at an easy pace i mean i i, I would say in terms of your uh your workout the way you executed it you executed it really well and i think you've you've obviously learn quite a lot about yourself in terms of pacing i think yeah throughout these workouts and that's what we talked about earlier a lot of training is obviously the physiological side but also the confidence side and also the ability to understand your paces and what your body's doing at given paces and that was sort of 50 percent of what this workout was about really um trying to give you the confidence boost at certain paces and you've you've executed it really really well um and I think you'll have got a good training emphasis from it and it should hopefully have given you a bit of a confidence boost. You mm. had a really, really good week last week, consistency-wise. Mm. You got your 60 minutes easy in with the club on the Monday, obviously, football. Yeah. Any, ang- football. any anger issues? No, no not, 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 from, not from me anyway. Oh, no, I sent something <laughs> not, in that. No, 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 one yeah, not going into that. <laughs> yeah, I I enjoy the running because it is something different, and I think that's what you need to do. Is if you're doing something like running, yeah, do something different. Like if you go swimming or you go on on the on the bikes or something like that, because it yeah. breaks it up a little bit. I think running just intensely all the time, and some people do. That's not not an issue. Yeah. But I think I enjoy the football because it's something different to the running, and it, it although I'm, you, I'm exercising, yeah, it gives you a little bit. As we spoke about this like a few times, and when we very very first started talking about your training for London, and it sort of gives you that opportunity to sort of get a semi uh, sort of speed workout in because football is a lot of stop start in short intervals, and it works really well. It complements running quite well. It does give you you know a higher injury risk. Um, so ideally, I wouldn't be doing it as often, but you know the social aspects and getting that workout in is is good stuff. Um, your week was a really good, consistent week. You did your sort of sixty minute easy on Sunday with some strides just to get a bit of leg turnover. Yeah. I yeah. do want to, you know, as we spoke about, try and probably after crew try and get this long run increased a little bit going back to bethany's answer to her question if we can sort of get you confident at longer distances that's the one thing in your training at the moment that's probably lacking a little bit um but obviously we have to work around your personal life and your sort of weekly mileage tends to be about 20 to 25 miles but you're getting a really good return for those 20 to 25 miles because i think your training's 
structured really well and you're yeah. getting that good amount of variety. Going into this week again, you've kept the consistency. Oh, 60 minutes easy on Monday, an hour and an hour and eight gone rogue. Yeah, it was a bit. Oh. I went, to the, I went on the, the medium along with the Stoke with Stoke fit, and it was a bit longer than I anticipated. Uh, that's, I mean, it's all right. It's a bit of extra time on feet, a bit of football yeah. again on Tuesday, and then rest yesterday. Rob's rest day is always a Wednesday, and then. Yeah. We've got a new workout of the week coming up. Workout of the week. I'm going to do that today. Uh, I'm going to do it after we've done this podcast. This is a simple workout, but it's a tough workout. Don't Mm. underestimate it. Um, We did a a bit of a variation of this a few weeks back, and we've just taken it a little bit further, but the pace is a little bit slower than sort of the harder efforts. But it's four by six minutes off three minute rests so a a six minute interval with a three minute rest repeated four times uh sandwiched with a cool down and a warm-up as always and the pace for the threshold pace for the interval is threshold so we're going to get a nice threshold development here um and we're going to work around your sort of threshold pace to try and promote a a nice improvement in your threshold um, and also give the body a good opportunity to work on uh, lactate clearance. The rests should be jogged. So what we want to try and do is to keep them a jogged recovery, um, which what we don't want to do now, we've developed you quite well. We don't want the heart rate to completely recover because if we've got a six minute interval, and you've done a standing recovery, the first two minutes of that six-minute interval are probably going to take you get to get your heart rate up to that threshold. So what we want to do is we want to keep it a nice jogged. This is a structured fartlek, essentially, that we spoke about the other week. But yeah. six-minute intervals with three-minute rests repeated four times. It's going to be a tough workout. Make sure you're well-fueled, hydrated, um, have a good warm-up, get yourself in the zone for it. And this is what we talked about earlier. This is your sort of last big session before crew. You want it to be a good one if you can, because we want to get that confidence going through to next week. Last big session before crew, last big session before I go to Ireland as well. I don't know yeah. if you mentioned I'm going to Ireland. He's going to Ireland. Make it count because, I've, I mean, your weekend is a write-off. Next week, <laughs> if you're anything like... Oh, no, no, I'm, tra- I'm going to try. I'm going to try oh, on the Saturday. Try, dependent on what time the wedding is, because the wedding's on the Saturday. So, dependent on what's happening, I'm going to try and get to do a park run. So, a bit of park, park run tourism, the first time I've ever done anywhere, like a, a, a far distance away. Yeah. So... I think I've just altered you to a 30-minute easy. It's on training peak now, so you've got no choice. 30 minutes easy on Saturday morning. Um, If you're anything like me, you'll have a two-day hangover and won't run till Tuesday. Um, So next week looks a bit like a taper for crew. We don't need to taper for it a lot because it's a 10K. So the aim will be to get you feeling nice and fresh after your heavy weekend or tiring weekend. Um, we'll get the legs turning a little bit on Thursday with some strides uh, and a bit of a shakeout run before crew. Um, but we'll have a catch up before then, obviously, on next week's we episode. We will. Absolutely. I'm really, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the training. I'm looking forward to Ireland. I'm looking forward to Crew 10K. We've got lots of things to look forward to. Um, so I'll see you all later. Insert Irish music into this part of the show.
Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. I'm going to do that. There you go. See you later. See you later.